now logged on with Glory Rising, where we discuss God's glory within you. We're so glad you've joined us. And now, your hosts of Glory Rising. And welcome this evening. Uh, this is Roger, one of the hosts here at uh, on Glory Rising Radio. Uh, might notice that my wife is not doing the intro today. Uh, she is out uh, having... Uh, going to a special event for one of my grand grandchildren, and so she wanted to be excused from tonight uh, to go be part of uh, his event. So that's good. I hope they're going to have a good time tonight, and uh, you know we're going to press on right here. So hopefully we get uh, somebody, some of our other uh, hosts showing up tonight. We'll find out here in a little bit. Uh, so we are. I uh, hope that you want to uh, uh, try to give us a call, and or at least give me a call, because I guess there's no us here. Well, I guess the you know with the uh, board operator there. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, Victor's here, so we got we got two of us here. And uh, but you can give us a call at two one four five five six six two three nine. You can give us a call and uh, give us your input and. Uh, or uh, we should be getting live on uh, uh, Facebook, and so haven't seen that come up yet. But I may not. See, she she usually takes care of all this computer stuff. So I'm sitting here trying. To, I may not even have it in the right place. So, but we'll just have to go on and press on and have a good time tonight. So, uh, but. Uh, Anyway, so we're going to uh, look about uh, you know trying to get you know trying to get some of you to, uh, to call in and you know give us some input on things. Uh, but I'm just going to share a little bit of uh, some things that's happened this past week. Uh, I got a testimony to share with you, and hopefully you can call in and share your testimony. Okay, but uh, now this past week. Uh, you know, I had to, I had to get a car. You know, that's the people like, oh, I know how that is. Yeah, I, but I didn't want to get one with payments. I just wanted to buy a cash car. And uh, so I was like trying to find something. It was like, wow, um, you know, prices of, you know, most of the places I, I called, it was like, no, we only we only finance. I mean, you don't want cash. I don't know what the world's coming to anymore I mean, when you don't even want cash. But uh, anyway, when uh, I was like looking at things, and I was like, well, I don't have a lot of money, so we'll just wait and see. And, uh, you know, just keep looking around. But then all of a sudden, you know, because uh, I was like, I was just waiting on God to open a door. Because, uh, you know, sometimes we get ahead of God. And uh, we, decide to, we decide on something. And it isn't the plan of God, so I was like, "Well, I'll just wait and say, here's what I, here's what I got, to, you know, here's what I got. See what I can do." Well, you know, all of a sudden, you know, uh, I I got done talking to Andre, and I was like, "Well, I'll just keep waiting." And then I had to get rides to work because I didn't have a car. Uh, those were, you know, it was kind of tough and things like this, and then trying to get rides home afterwards. That was the fun part. Especially since I get off at you know like eleven o'clock at night, you know. So anyway, 
um, my daughter uh, came over to the house and said, Dad, you, you know, because I asked her to look and see if she, if she knew anybody that had any cars for sale. And so she comes over and says, well, Daddy, can I help you with, with you getting you a car? I was like, well, yeah, but I know you're struggling just as much as I am. And she said, well, she received a blessing. And so she hands me an envelope. And I said, she goes, this is for you to buy you a car. I was like, okay, well, thank you. Uh, you sure you don't need this? And she says, no. Yeah. And so... She told me about how you know she that how she was blessed with uh, getting some some money. So I said okay. So after she left, I opened it up and you know she gave me she gave me five thousand dollars to buy a car. I was like I was floored. But knowing how to wait on God, you know, it was a blessing for her because she she wanted to help. And it wasn't, any, you know, and God had already blessed her with more than enough that, that she needed. And so she helped me out. And so that was such a blessing. But if I had rushed out there and tried to get something and didn't wait on God, <clears throat> I wouldn't have got that blessing. My daughter wouldn't have got her blessing for helping. I mean, it was just an awesome thing. You know, as soon as I got that, I, I called one place and he said, oh, yeah, I can get you the car into a car right today. You know, and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but be all up, at, up until that point, it was like, no, you know, you know, the price that they're quoting was only the down payment they wanted and things like this. So, but anyway, I just this was share that testimony that you know, when we wait upon the Lord, okay, then He will direct our paths. Okay, He's going to show us what we need okay and it's like the car is not a perfect car by any means but it's like you know it's got this few dents it's got this, this and that there but the you know, the guy who sold me the car he just got done putting a brand new motor in it I was like wow <laughs> now that's awesome and so Anyway, so I got me a 2009 Dodge Challenger, and so with a brand new motor in it, so, uh, you know, I had to put some new tires on it because it looked like they about wore the tires off of it, so, <laughs> but anyway, it was really, it was, it was just awesome to see, you know, God told me, kept telling me, just wait, just wait, I got something for you, and, uh, and so I did, and I'm glad I listened. And so don't be in a hurry to try to to get something or, you know, if you want to buy something or whatever, take time. Just get back and let God show you the path that you need to go in. Because that's one of the biggest problems I see today is that we get too much of a hurry and we don't let God give us what's the best. We just take what we think is good. But God wants us to receive the best. So, but, uh, so, I mean, if you got, you know, you got a testimony that you want to share from this last week, your last few days, whatever, uh, call 214-556-6239. And then let's hear yours. Okay. 
uh, it's always good to share our testimonies because the scripture says we that we overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Okay. We defeat Satan when we testify what God is doing in our lives and letting other people know that God's not just something you go to church and and hope that you say a prayer to and you never get an answer. You know, God is a very living and active uh, father for us. And, you know, because I thought that when I, when I first, you know, was looking into Christianity, um, because when I was at the point uh, in my life at that time where I didn't believe there was a God or anything else, and that was one of the things. I didn't see God doing anything. You know, people were, you know, you just didn't, you know, you expect to, God, to see something uh, that God is doing in their lives. And it's like, okay, well, I don't see anything. I mean, you know, I wasn't trying to judge him. It was just like, you know, I was looking for some, for something here that could change my life. And it's like, what they had is, wasn't going to change my life. I'd just be part of another organization, I guess. Um, and I just didn't want that. I just didn't want to go and, and play a game and go and go to church. And uh, so it was. It was really, you know. I mean, I was really trying to find what I was missing. And I got to the place that you know, I, I hated God. You know, it's like okay. I'll, you know, people, you know, want to go to church or something. Okay, that's fine. But I just don't see this God doing anything. And so, anyway, is finally, you know, God got me to a point and had to, because I was in the military at the time, set me on a remote assignment for a whole year away from my family. And uh, it was like, you know, that was kind of stressful there because like gone for a whole year anyway um, but that's where God got me alone where he could talk to me and then he brought some people across my path that actually you could see God working in their lives now, I'm not saying they were perfect people you know they weren't you know, they didn't have this halo around them or anything like that, you know. They were just, what they talked about, they walked. And, you know, they were serious about this thing with, with God and, and being a, a personal relationship. I was like, okay. They didn't talk about going to church. They didn't talk about Bible studies. You know, they just told me, like, what kind of friend... God was with them. I was like, now wait a minute, this is unusual. Most times I got, well, you need to repent, and if you don't, you're going to hell. I was like, well, I already know that. I mean, the way I was living, I already knew that I wasn't no no saint. And if there was a heaven, I wasn't going to make it. But, you know, but I, you know, I didn't need somebody to tell me that. I already knew it. But what I was looking for is somebody to tell me that 
God really wanted me to be part of his family. And, you know, and that, so, you know, I, all that, I was stressing out all about that and being away from the family and all this. And I was like, man, there's got to be something. There's got to be something. I mean, this is just, so I go get drunk. I go get drunk every day. So I said, well, all that was was using up my money. <laughs> but it got to the point that I, I get off work, get drunk. And by the time I was ready to get, go back to work, I had to sober up. Um, but that was, that was everything that I was doing. I was trying to find this peace that I needed inside. And, but at this... At, this time here, I, I I just started watching people around me, and there there was one person that really uh, really stood out, and uh, his name was Jose Baxter Jr. Uh, you know, he he was uh, in the military too, and we were there at the, the same base at the same time, and we worked on the same shift. And so I saw him talking to somebody, and. And I was like, wow, you know, this isn't like a lot of people that I've seen, you know, they just, they get real pushy and, you know, just basically try to, you know, talk you into saying a prayer. But he, he just, he spent time, you know, he actually talked to people and, and things like this. And it was like, you know, that was refreshing. So just watching him, it's like, you know, I want what he's got. And so, and that's, uh, so the next day, you know, was Sunday after that. And so it was like where I was at on a remote assignment, the bars didn't open until after 12 on, on Sunday. So I was trying to find something to do for a couple hours until the bars opened. And so I decided to go to chapel service. I said, well, at least I can waste some time here. And I sat there in the in the in the meeting, and I was like, "Hmm." I didn't pay no attention to what the guy was saying. I don't even remember what he preached on. Um, it was just like, okay, kind of walk, look at my watch. Okay, hurry it up, you know, get done by by twelve so I can get out and and go downtown and get a few beers in me. And. So anyway, uh, didn't hear, you know, just tuned him out basically. And then at the end, he said five words that caught my attention. It was just five words. Other than that, I didn't hear. All it was like mumble. You know, I was like, but it was like, you know, God loves you. And I was like, no, he don't love me. And not me, you know. I am one terrible person. God can't love me. He's, he's already he's already got my place in the lake of fire. Okay, and uh, but it spoke to me, and those words kept coming back over and over. I'd go out to go drinking, and I hear that, you know, these words would just echo in my head. It's like I don't. No, he can't. It can't be. You know, God couldn't love me. And so that went on for a few days, and then finally, it's like, it just kept echoing in my ears. It's like, 
It's like, can he really love me? And so, I, I, I was in my barracks room, and it's like, God, if you're real, I need to know you're real. You know, I hear people say you're real, but I don't see them living like you're real. And, and it's like, well, Lord, if I, I said, I'll make a deal with you. It's like, you do what you say in your book, and I will do what I'm supposed to, what it says in your book. And people like, you know, that... You know, that's no sinner's prayer. You didn't repent. You didn't do nothing. You know, all you said is you wanted to make a deal. And it's like, well, I didn't know how to pray. I didn't have nobody there to teach me how to pray. But God saw the sincerity of what I was asking. It's like, God, I'll follow you if you show me you're real. And God started changing things in my life. You know, he took away the alcoholism. He took away, I mean, he took it away. I didn't quit. You know, I didn't quit drinking. You know, I kept drinking. And then God was convicting me about it. And and so I kept, well, I, I did try. I tried to quit. And it didn't work. It didn't work. And so by then, I started hanging around with some, with, uh, with, with Hosea. And uh, he was like, you know, he goes, well, he was asking me what what was going on because I was troubled. Uh, you know, I was like, I wasn't happy anymore. I said, I just can't, I can't live this life. I can't quit drinking for God. And so he told me, he was like, well, you're doing it all wrong. I said, well, I don't know how to do it any other way. He said, no, it's real simple. He said, Go and pray to God. Ask Him to take this away from from you. Thank Him for it. Say Amen. And forget about it. I said, "Wait a minute. This is this does not work." Okay, I, how's that supposed to change anything? And he says, "No." You, he said, "Just do that." I was like, okay. So I went and I prayed. I said, I asked God. I said, well, God, I, I know, I know in my heart, and I know that you don't want me drinking, and and but I can't quit. So Jose told me to just just ask you to take these things away, and say thank you, and say amen. So God, that's what I'm going to do. Take this away, please. And amen. Then I went to bed that night. Got up the next morning. Normally I'd have to have a beer when I get up in the morning. Because, you know, usually I'm drunk the day before. And you just need, you know. Folks that have that drinking issue, uh, you know what I'm talking about. But I didn't want a beer. I was like, what? It's like, okay. I'm not even going to think about it. So I went to breakfast. Did, did things like that. Got ready for work. And... It wasn't until like a couple hours later. I was like, "Wait a minute, I didn't have my beer this morning." Hmm. Okay. I was like, 
maybe this is how it works. And so I got I got a hold of Jose and say, you know, I didn't even want to drink this morning. He said, God does the healing. You don't need to quit because you can't. All you need to do is have God's power and let God take it away from you. And then you can go on and be free. And that was the wisest thing I ever heard. I never heard that anywhere before. You need to quit this. You need to quit that. And from that day, I didn't drink anymore. I didn't want anything to drink. You know, I didn't want to go get drunk. I mean, it just stopped. And I was like, wow. I mean, it's just that easy. And, and so I'm just kind of sharing this thing with you about these things because we complicate too much about, you know, well, we need delivered. We need this. We need to. So we got to say these long prayers. And it's like God doesn't want to hear these long prayers because that's just just a bunch of talk. God, you know, I've, I got this issue. I don't want this issue. Can you heal me of it? Can you cleanse me of it? Thank you. Amen. That's as simple as it gets. And God will take and and show out and use his might to change inside you. Just like he changed inside me with, with that. And it, it didn't stop there. I mean, God started doing all kinds of miracles, you know, taking things out of my life that I can never get rid of. I couldn't quit. So these are uh, just little things that, you know, we we got to quit complicating. You know, God loves us. He doesn't, and he knows what we're trying to say from our heart. People will say, well, so you weren't saved because you didn't say this prayer and you didn't say this and you didn't say that. I said, I don't have to. Yes, you do, because, you know, and then you weren't baptized, and then you weren't this, and you weren't that. I was like, but I'm free. So I'd share my testimony of how God delivered me. I was like, wow. You know, but they, they look at me, no, can't be. So, you know, you're, you're not saved, you're not going to heaven. And I was like, well, um... Whatever you say, you know, so I'd go back and talk to Jose. I was like, they're saying I'm not even saved. They don't pay attention to them. What do you feel inside? I said, man, I'm free. I feel kind of clean inside. You know, he said, you're okay. You know, God has set you free. Okay. We don't have to follow the directions of men we got to follow what our our heart to reach out to Jesus, and that's all we need. Okay? It's just to reach out to Him and let Him minister to us. It's not a bunch of ceremonies or things like this. And I was like, you know, I was like, well, thank you. I mean, this makes a whole lot more sense than, you know, because I'd, I'd went to church before, and, you know, and I got so, you know, appalled with it that I was like, okay, there is no God. And then I started trying to prove through science there was no God and so on and so forth. But once I finally met Jesus one-on-one, where I didn't have to 
put on a show, say the exact words, dress a certain way, or anything like that. He just said, well, come here. Just talk to me. I said, well, you know, I'm not, my language is kind of rude. And God says, I already know that. <laughs> you know, like, and he does. He says, I know where you are, but tell me, you know, talk to me. We'll change all that. And God's, God took away my foul language. I mean, there's nothing I can actually say that I, that I did. All of a sudden, I just noticed that my, you know, my cussing was going away. You know, it's just gone. It's like I didn't even try to stop, but God starts changing you from the inside, and people's like, "You're just change. You're just so much different." I wasn't angry anymore. I wasn't, you know, trying to make everybody miserable. So I mean, that's when you really come in contact with Jesus so you know just a little testimony there because if I had to go and be religious like what a lot of churches are making people do today I'd have turned my back and I'd never gone I'd never go back you know Jesus is a fake so on and so forth but I ran but God put me in the path of somebody who found him found jesus didn't find religion but found jesus so i'm encouraging you i mean if you've been down that road or if you've been hurt or something like that that it's so basic and so simple that a child can do it and you don't even have to coach the child to do it just talk to jesus you know and when i when people say well i want i want to find jesus it's like well he already found you all you got to do is talk to him. Let him know where you're at. Let him know what you feel. You know, pour out your heart to him. And when, you know, it's like, well, are you going to lead me in prayer? No. This is a communication between you and God. And there is no formula. Just talk to him. Well, what if I say the wrong thing? God already knows what you're trying to say. You just say it the best you can. And, you know, people are like, wow, that's all it is? You know, I don't have to say this particular prayer, recite after me, you know, blah, and no. Because now you're reciting somebody else's prayer. God wants to hear what you have to say, not what they have to say. So, so just some encouragement for you. And if you feel like, well, I, I've gone astray, I, you know, you know, I, you know, you know, lost my way. I'm a prodigal. Uh, this and this. It's like okay. God's still waiting on you to come home. You mean God will take me back? Yes, God will take you back. He loves you. He wants you to be part of His kingdom. You know, He wants you to be with Him for eternity. That's what He wants. That's His heart's desire is to have you be part of his kingdom. That's why he sent his son to make a way so we could be part of his kingdom. Satan is the one trying to tell you you're not good enough or you have man telling you that well, you didn't perform right, so you, you know, you know, you're just you're just no good, so God doesn't want you. That's not true. <laughs> 
God does want you. So make sure, you know, because I know, you know, when we lose our way, we think that, well, you know, God's going to be mad at us. No, as the parable of the prodigal son, he said, uh, it said that the father stood at the gate looking for him to return. It's like, he's still looking for you to return. Well, I haven't talked to God in 20 years. Well, he's still watching for you. He still knows where you are. He still knows what you're going through. And all he's doing is waiting for you to come back and say, hey, I messed up. I want to come home. And then he's going to take you, according to what in the prodigal, he, he put a robe on him, put a ring on his finger, and had a party, saying, because you've come home. So that's how important God thinks you are. So don't let anybody, or, or Satan himself even, tell you that, that you're no good. So you know, we're going. I'm going to get ready. We're going to go to our first break. And... Uh, uh, the first song is Heaven Help Me by Zach Williams, and we will be right back. When I can't find the words, and I can barely breathe. Falling on my knees Heaven help me Heaven help me And I can't feel you near And I can't hear you speak I'm falling on my knees Heaven help me Heaven help me Help me Help me
when I can barely breathe, falling on my knees. Oh, heaven, help me, heaven, help me. Hi, I'm Grace, owner of an amazing home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. Heroes. All right, welcome back. Uh, like I said, that is "Heaven Help Me" by Zach Williams. So, uh, I said that was a, a beautiful song. My wife uh, put all these together uh, yesterday, not even knowing what I was going to be talking about today. <laughs> and it's just—it's amazing how God puts the right songs in the right time to minister to you all. Uh, and ministers to me as well but heaven help me and it's like that's all we need that's that's is to reach out with our heart that says heaven help me you know god help me you know help me change help me be the person i need to be help me because i am unable to do what you need me to do i'm unable to live the life that you require of us to do. I can't do it. Lord, help me. Okay. So I mean, yeah. Uh, like I said, if you if you want to call in, it's going to be two one four five five six six two three nine. Give us a call and share your testimony. We've got to really, you know. We've got to build one another up, and our testimonies just talk about the greatness of God and what He does for us. You know, it's not about whether we, you know, we get money, we get cars, we get houses, but what did He do spiritually for us? You know, we, we sometimes we don't we don't give God the credit. We, all, all we talk about is is material things. We don't get talking about the spiritual things, and so we, you know. We think God's supposed to take care of all of our physical needs. Well, he says this is not his kingdom. He does help us in these areas. But we should be trying to build up uh, so we can be part of his kingdom. He is so much wanting us to be part of his kingdom. This is just a journey we're going through. It's teaching us some things about ourselves and that, you know, Showing the love of God while we walk through this this land, um, so it's just I don't know. It, it's just amazing. And then we we complain because we go through this, we go through that. We're struggling with this, we're struggling with that. And God says, "Well, it's all for, to make you stronger. It's all to make you grow." You know, you know you. When we when we were growing up, you know, there were things that was hard to do, but then once we did it, it you know, it was an accomplishment. I don't know, you know, but especially when you like, say when you start to learn how to ride a bike, you're gonna fall off the thing, you're gonna skin your knees, you're gonna bruise your arms, you're gonna do these things. It's like, will I ever get it right? And then pretty soon, 
you're you're doing it and you're moving along and it's like and then you become then it's like man this is really easy but you had to learn and you had to to go through the learning process so we just had andre walk into the studio bag of crap oh. uh, yeah really <laughs> so, Is it afternoon? Oh, yeah. Well, it could be afternoon somewhere. It's two o'clock. Yeah. Because we're talking about tonight, boss. Oh, I was just uh, just spent time sharing my testimony and uh, off, you know saying, hey, you know, you know, call in and share your, you know, have these people call in, share testimonies, so it'll strengthen and build us, and you know, need to be obedient to God. Okay. Well. So what you got going on? Have a testimony. Only one? Well, I ain't, ain't bring my book, but. Oh, okay. <laughs> First of all, I want to say good morning to God, to everybody that's listening tonight. And uh, uh, it's been a real, a real week that it took, that it really made me grow up spiritually, mentally, and as a man. Uh, you know how you, sharing with, with Roger the other day, everybody's talking about, I mean, I used to say, well, I go to church, I play the drums, I this, I that, I sing, I go to church, I raise my kids, I pray and everything. And I had, I went to sleep. When in a dream, I'm going to heaven. I'm above my body and everything. And when I was descending up to heaven, I'm, mm, I made it, I made it, I made it, I made it. Well, I got to the gate. He, you know, he checked his book. He said, man, I, uh, sir, I don't see your name in here. Anyway, I went on in. And I was going down the Golden Road. Really made a go. Anyway, I got there, and a uh, big old beaming light. I said, I'm going to see God. I'm going to see Jesus. Well, I've seen Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, I, I did everything to make it here. I prayed. I did everything. He said, get away from me. I know you're not. And I got to explain all the things I did. He said, you did for the world, not for me. Your heart wasn't in it. Your flesh did, but your heart wasn't in it. Get away from me. He, I think my book, you know, the book of life, your name is not in there. Now, all this to say this, just think of all the stuff you're saying you're doing. Where's your heart at? Yeah. Where's your, I mean, just think if, yeah, I thank God it was a dream because it made me learn. I can get this thing right called hard. Mm-hmm. Either you be true, best to stay away. Yeah. Well, then, you know, the, the scripture talks about, you know, that, that God's looking for somebody with a, with a heart for him and not to be like the Pharisees. And that's what the Pharisees was like. Yeah, the Pharisees, they had all their traditions. They did all the right things. They fasted once a week. They did this. They did that. So on and so on and so on. And thinking that because of all their good deeds, God would be pleased. And God wasn't pleased. You know, because Jesus said, if your righteousness doesn't exceed that of the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom. Mm -hmm. He said, exceeds what they do. uh, Because their heart is not right. And, you know, I was talking about that on the first part, because, you know, just sharing some of my testimony and stuff. And... It's like it's about coming to God with a real heart. You know, you you speaking from your heart, not speaking from your head. 
not quoting what somebody else has prayed, uh, things like this. It's Come like, on, you talking? Yeah, <laughs> well, Jesus <laughs> and glory to God, and this and this and this. It's like, why are you just quoting what somebody else does? Because God's not into that, you know. God wants to hear from you, the way you talk, the way you are. Not trying to use King James English in it. Well, thou Lord God. You know, it's like, what What are you doing? God, God's not impressed. You know, just because, you know, you heard somebody say, hey, that sounds so good. God must really like that. I used to be that way. Yeah. I used to think, I played the drums today. Yeah, Lord, that was for the Lord. Well, why you keep saying what you did? <laughs> you give glory to God. Let's stay with God. Yeah. And, uh, but I tell you something, it's just it's amazing that with the way God woke me up this week. Yeah, I feel good. Mm-hmm. And I, I look at myself in a little bit like Job. Sickness, lost everything, I'm going to lose everything. But when I sit back and say, Lord, forgive me, and I said it from this, no different I tell my wife I love her. Mm-hmm. When I tell my mother I love her, it was greater than that. It's got to be greater than that. And yeah. you love your mother, you love you, but it's got to be greater than that when it comes to God. And yeah. I thank you. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you be like, "Well, I'm gonna go talk to my brother." Talk. You ain't always get what they're gonna tell you the truth. They're gonna tell you the truth. They ain't always say something that's gonna make you feel good. Right. Because uh, I got to. Being, oh Lord, God is so good. The guy called me. We didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. Now we got two cars. Running. Running. Mm-hmm. Got a house to go unlock my door and take my shoes out. <laughs> Smell my own feet. But what I'm saying is that sometimes if you really don't be a true friend, and I thank God for my friend here, tell the truth. Don't always want to make things. Well, here you go. Here you go. And when your time come, bless them. Mm-hmm. Bless them. It goes back and forth. And guess what? They don't mind helping you. You don't mind doing for them. But when you get to the point every time you go to them, you got a problem. Mm-hmm. And then you want to say, well, if I tell them my problem, they're going to offer me. They're going to offer me help. Then when they offer you help, you frown on Yeah. I ain't leave it to you, but I'm saying, I see people do this. Right. Me and I'm calling, told him what my pa told my mom, and she just said, well, where'd you want me to go? <laughs> and I know she got money. Or do she? <laughs> you know. It's, 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 when you really look at yourself, what is that song Michael Jackson saying, Man in the Mirror? <laughs> you don't like what you see. <laughs> Think about it. How many times you don't sit in the mirror? I got mad at me. It's it's so amazing that you know we we do something for somebody else and say, well, I'm doing this, you know, for God. I'm helping you out, you know, (laughs) you know, God, you know, for God, I'm going to help you out. Right. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, where's the feedback? Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, well, they're not doing anything back. You know, that's very rude. (laughs) They went the other direction. It was like. So we get mad because it's like, well, you know, I helped them, but yet they're not helping me. 
Well, see, you didn't do it for God then. You God said, "Did you ask me?" Yeah, and, but <laughs> we we're, we're we keep looking towards people to give us our blessings when we should Amen. be looking for God Amen. to give us our sure blessings. Right. And but if we give something to somebody, we should give not wanting anything in return. God is not yours anyway. Yeah. So I mean, love gives not expecting anything in return. And the less you expect, the more you get. Yeah, I mean, God's going to bless you yeah. because of your obedience. Your obedience. But I don't want anything back. But, his but love. If, if it looks like, well, you know, hey, you know, I helped you out last week. I need you to help me out now. Your blessing just stopped. <laughs> God says, okay, you got your blessing right yeah, there. Yeah, that's your blessing right there. So, but, you know, we we got to get to the mental understanding that what God put in our hands far as paychecks things like this god puts money or whatever in our hands it's not about it's not for us you got to realize that it's god's money to be used in the way he wants sometimes you say okay you can pay a bill with it okay great but don't get yourself in debt because you have the money it's like god can i get this i received it yesterday you told me about getting in debt (laughs) and uh so we you know we got to get back to the point that you know, whatever God puts in our hands is not for me to indulge in. It's here to use it for God's work. Help somebody else, do something, whatever, um, you know, whatever it is. But we need to say, okay, God, this is your money. How do you want me to spend it? Hmm. You know, my grandson, Javarius. And we, I, I want my heart to be like his with God. He think his daddy is the richest man in the world. Mm-hmm. Serious. Because if you ask him, his daddy got two Lamborghinis. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, where your daddy at? <laughs> but this is what he said in his daddy. When his daddy bought game system, got a home, he, it's, he's wonderful. When he come to me and sit now, I can play at Papa house. We should have that same heart for God. We're not broke. Yeah. We're not. We're not starving. I mean, I, I think because uh, what you asked me that time when I said, "Man, I'm so hungry." He said, "What you got in the cabinet?" Had plenty of food in there. He found tuna fish in there. And uh, but you know, we rather complain than cry. And then when God gets you out of what you out of this one, what you do? You start complaining about that one. Yeah. And we, I believe God go. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't say it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, God, God's been dealing with me. It's like because at one point I was completely out of debt, never didn't have any debt, because yeah, uh, God told me, he says, you know, this is not where I want you. I want you to be the lender, not the borrower. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to bless you enough to help other people. Wow. But you're wasting it on your flesh. Right. Think about that. Yeah, think about it. Oh, well, I want a no, new car, so I'm going to go buy a new car. Okay. Well, God says, "Well, I don't want you to have a new car." Well, well what, that's not fair. They can have a new car. Been there, yeah. But the thing is, is we're only thinking about what we want to satisfy us. 
But did I stop and say, you know, here you go. Here, God gave me $20. Well, see, I can go out and, and uh, you know, I don't buy, buy, you buy me, you know, $10 <laughs> scratch ticket and, yeah. and, 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 you know, get me something to eat, you know, a hamburger. Well, God's like, no, I actually had that there for some other reason. Then somebody come up and say they need something to eat. <laughs> and it's like, but I'm, I didn't take time to listen. You know, so I'm not respecting God in the in the fact that I don't honor Him with what He provides. Hmm. We, com- we complain. Well, I don't make enough. Well, no, you make plenty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We make enough, but God's saying, "Can you handle this? If you can't handle five bucks, He's not going to give you five hundred." Okay. If I'm sitting here, it's like and. It, if Javarius comes up and he he wants to work for something, it's like okay, we'll start with five bucks. Like when he raked your yard, yeah. Okay, so now it's like if he does a good job, yeah, you did, <laughs> and he does it, and he uses it wisely, then I can give him more. And you did, okay. <laughs> so it, all these little things, you know. But we've got well, I earned that money. I deserved this. You know, I deserved to have that. Well, no, you don't deserve to have anything but Lake of Fire. It's all you deserve. Well, can I say this? And I, you selfish. Yeah. You know who? I'm, I'm serious. Have that talked to you today? Mm-hmm. You're selfish. Yeah. So. You're really selfish. It is all about you. Yeah. God ain't in it. You know what you mentioned? Well, we, we get, this is the way the world is. And so we get, we see growing up, this is the way the world is. We see on television, this is the way the world is. And so, you know, get your money, go buy you something nice and, and enjoy life. We can enjoy life without spending all your money. You don't have to buy a new car to enjoy life. Well, sound like the old folks. It's new to me. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, you know, well, you know, I got rid of my other car that had a big old loan on it and bought a cash car. I was and like, you trusted God too. And and yeah, because that was part of my testimony mm-hmm. before you got here. And it was like, you know, now I don't I don't have a car payment. Amen. You know, I don't have a five hundred dollar car payment. You know, all that money is mine every month. Actually, it's actually still God's. But right. you know, getting back to it's like, I don't have that bill. Okay, my other car will be paid off by the end of the year. Wow. Okay, so both my cars will be free by the end of this year. And I'm going to get to the place where I get get all this stuff paid off, and then I'm going to get my house paid off because I'll put all that money towards my house payment. Hmm. So now, you know, if I got, you know, that's about a thousand dollars. So I put another thousand dollars with my house payment. And double your payments, right? Yeah. I can pay it off in about fifteen, sixteen years. And it's yours. It's in mine, free and clear. You know, nobody can take it away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just like my car, nobody can take my car away. It's like, you know. So, you know, it's what's in here. It's like, is it something? Why do I need this? You know, is it just because I can have it or I want it? You know, and it's like, well, 
what would God do with it? You know, well, you'd probably give it to somebody. Yeah, he gave it to me, so. <laughs> but well, it, it's like, it could be that it's to purchase something for ministry. It could be whatever God wants. Or it could be for a homeless person or somebody in need. Uh, you know, we just don't know. But God already has it planned. That you were supposed to take this that I gave you and help that person. And when you don't and you spend this, that person goes wanting. Because his plan you. because you that that God gave you, God that was supposed to go over here. Now he's gotta get somebody else to help them out. Well, I was talking to Pete. I can say he's my friend, my brother. We was talking last night about, you know, God's voice. But you still ignore it sometimes because you don't realize all these things going in your head. God is over trying to tell you what to do, and you rather do it yourself. Yeah. It's not, he's not all his kids. We're all his kids. So he's everybody. Uh, he said something that we was talking about because, you know, he's, he's a, a Bible scholar, I guess. He said, you know, when God came and asked for Adam when it was like, he didn't ask where Adam and Eve. He said, Adam, where are you? When he went to uh, uh, Abraham, he, he addressed the man, not the woman. I'm like, where is he going with this? God is addressing you as a man. What you don't accomplish in your home is your fault. And I looked at him. Well, I look at him. I was on the phone. I got quiet. I'm like, I ain't never. I, I went and read it. All through the Bible, God, I mean, he talked to you know, women pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. But he always addressed, called out the man, Noah. That, I mean, if you read it, he, he addressed them, man, like you're going to say man to man. And he asked Adam, where are you? Not Adam and Eve, where are you? Yeah. You know, we know, well, we can see that in the beginning, God created man, and then he created woman from the rib of man. Yeah. So he says, okay, now you're responsible, okay? Here you go. You know, but what are you doing? You should know better. Um, and and that, a lot of times we just need a wake-up call. Yeah, we twist it around. You know, it's like, you know, we don't have to be dictators, but God's given us our wives and, and for a reason, to help be a helpmate. It to get God's ministry done, and you know that's why when you know when Loretta and I, you know, it's like it's not that I'm a pastor and she's just the first lady. <laughs> that's where you stop. <laughs> I was like, basically, you're giving the woman a title because you're superior, and now she's got to be where you're at. And it's like, man, it's like. Somebody asks, it's like, my wife is just as much a pastor as I am. Because and we are one. Well, after 22 years of being around you, when she's talking, you let her handle it, but you dare to support her. We're supposed to, and that's what Christians yeah. do with one another. Yeah. We support. You sit there and support her. You know, and it's like, well, she's a woman, she can't do this. Look, no. Even if you don't agree with her, you don't call that out in front of people. I mean, if I don't agree, I say I don't agree. Yeah. You know, it's just like it would But you don't elaborate else. on it. 
but you know we the whole thing is is you can be demeaning or you can say you know i don't agree and we can discuss it well that's okay well we do that it's like we it's like well i don't agree with you okay well, we'll discuss it that's fine but yeah. when when you think that well look you're just a woman and i'm the man uh with a uh, you do what i say when i say and how i say and you're like she's not your slave no worried about that your wife is your slave he's your what helpmate yeah there's it's supposed to be there they it's should one. be the honored one um i mean when you look at the proverbs 31 woman i mean it the man is is blessed because she's there mm-hmm. she does things to honor him you know in the in the cities and you know she builds the man up and the man builds the woman up well some religions believe a woman should walk behind a man well, i mean there's a lot you see and, and me and my wife we talked about that too i said now you walk beside she said so we look like the Bible. You want me to put a veil on and all that? I said, what? <laughs> you you said you want me to be like the woman in the Bible? I had to check myself. It's like, you know, what? It, but she basically she's asking, okay, what are you expecting? From she, her. Yep. Yeah, because right, she don't right. know. Yeah, what is your idea? Oh, man. Uh, yep. of a, of Everything a, you say, she asked me that. Yeah. And this is where it's getting a clear understanding because there's so many things out there right now that women are, are you know, put under the thumb uh, of dictators that call themselves husbands. Um, they don't love their wives. They just, you know, they just... They're just there. You know, they're there to serve their needs. Um, you know, there's so much stuff out there that... When you say you love somebody, you really don't know what they're saying. You know, if I say I love you, it's like, okay, what do you mean? Well, it was supposed been three months ago. Well, we around December. We talk about love. You know, we talk about we love our wife and stuff. And, and and I like the way your wife put it. Do you truly love her? Mm-hmm. You know, she asked. I wasn't offended. Yeah. So. I wouldn't offend you because I had to check myself. Right. Do you truly love Cindy? We say a lot of things that we don't mean. Does it sound good? It it sounds, it makes it sound. It's like, you know, I hear it all the time. It's like, you know, people on the telephone. You know, uh, a lady will be standing there and it's like, and she just got done arguing with her husband on the phone love you <laughs> man if that's love I don't want to be part of it I don't want none of that disease <laughs> no but it's like that's what you said No, everybody around you just heard you cuss him out you know tell him how much of a worthless dude he is and then you say love you what do you think about the men that hit women and women Baby, you know I love you. I wouldn't have done it. I did it because I love you. Well, hate me. <laughs> hate that man, man, if that put me out. <laughs> but when, they'll tell you that. Well, Baby, I did it because I love you. Well, and that's why sometimes when we say something, our, our spouses will say, okay, what are you meaning? Yeah, because you know, she asked me, do yeah. I truly love her? It's like, tell me what loving me is. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's deep. Well. Yeah. I mean, they they wanting love. They want yeah, and they want to know. 
but yet this world's got so many ideas of love you know and so you know we shouldn't we shouldn't uh you know you know if a if a you know if our spouse or or boyfriend girlfriend thing um if if they ask the question that's because they've probably been hurt in that area when you think about the men living in a big beautiful home by the woman everything she wants but she gonna mess with someone who don't have nothing but he show her love right tenderness i had a woman tell him man i mean it was I'd rather give all this up just for you to love me. And she meant that. Okay. All right. It's about break time again. I'm glad I got uh, Victor over there. He had to cue me in because we were sitting here talking. So uh, our next, uh, uh, next song is Better Day Coming by Mercy Me, and we will be right back. Hang in there. Convince your head that you just can't no more You just can't no more When there's nothing left to give And you wanna call it quits No longer strong enough to pick yourself up off the floor Up off the floor Hold on, my friend Cause there'll be better days coming
home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. I'm great. All right. Well, welcome back. And we got a better day coming. And yes. So no matter if you've had a bad week, a bad day, whatever, you got a better day coming. So when we get to be with God, it is going to be great. And and if you really look at it, God's always with us every day. So it's like, why can't that be a good day? Well, Roger, I'm excited. Oh, no. For the things to come. <laughs> things. You know, it's almost that time for a reunion. Yeah. And I'm getting excited because people have been talking about they're giving me ideas. And for those that are listening, give us some time. We will be coming back with a date and time. But if your church is interested, if you just want to just come and fellowship, not church, you wear a suit, a dress, that's on you. But <laughs> I'm excited. We got one. We tried it once. It was nice. Second, a little disappointing. But God said, that put me first. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, God's family reunion, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be somewhere close to the end of April. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, um, you know, we're going to we're gonna look at things and see how, how it's going to work out this year. But it's just a time, uh, it's just like we'll any learn. other family reunion, it, it's going to be a good time to hang out together, uh, you know, and hang out with the family of God, you know, so... You know, we'll like I said, we'll be giving you more information, and because we've got a lot of stuff in the works right now yes. to see how how we can do it, where we're going to do it, and then then we'll be able to give you all the information. So, I'm just excited. <clears throat> I mean, the more I think about it, I just said, hey, y'all want y'all really catch this, you're gonna be excited too, because yeah. it's gonna be a time you might see somebody you ain't seen in years. <laughs> And, and for the folks that are overseas and far yeah. away and stuff yeah. like this, you know, we're going to try to do a little bit of uh, Facebook Live uh, while we're yeah, doing mostly, that. Yeah. Just kind of let you see it and let you be part of it that way. Uh, but uh, I encourage you that wherever you are, you know, get together. You, just, you know, uh, hopefully you're all you know, having fellowship with someone, Amen. Uh, things like this, and you know, spend some quality time. I mean, that's one thing churches have gotten away with, or gotten away from, is they don't have fellowship. You know, a lot of them don't. That there are some that do. That you know, once the church service is over, everybody's gone, man. It's like out of there. If you if you have food, they give you a plate and tell you to leave. <laughs> I said, man. Wait a minute, I thought we were going to have some fellowship. Yeah, we're having fellowship, and they get going here. It's already all wrapped up in foil. Here you go, and they pat and see you later. Well, <laughs> it's just like what you said. But when my mom, my aunt, who just got over cancer and everything, they're ready to go to work. They're ready to go to work. They want to make this happen. They came to our first one. But when I went to my mom, I was kind of skeptical. I said, she's going to be tired. She was excited. Yeah, let me know. Tell me. Y'all let me know your meeting. Ask my aunt. Ask my cousin. Ask my... And, and it all was... All I said is, I need your help. 
Well, they, they said even when, even at the first one, they said, "Look, you know, just tell me what to do." do. It's like they're they're <laughs> eager to to, to do things. Yeah, um, and you know we got we got a lot of people that that are that sacrifice their time, and we willing to do anything for for Glory Rising Radio. Um, you know, they don't get they're not on the air. But yeah, it's all that behind the scenes stuff that you know, getting food together or you know, getting canned goods together to pass out. Uh, you know, what all this stuff that's going on. You must talk to Cindy because she said that too. We're going to have a, a canned goods and dry. It's going to be for everything. All the clothes wash. It's going to be a wonderful time. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's so much out there. There's so much need, but you know, we just want to make sure God's telling us what direction to go and what to do. And then God will send the people our way that want to do the same thing. And uh, for those out there who might not can afford this, this is what it's going to cost you. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and, and if you can't afford nothing, nothing. then, uh, okay, yeah. well, I, guess, I guess you'd be struggling a little bit more than I am. Because I think I can afford it. Yeah, because we're going to have plenty of food. God's going to provide. All we want you to do, come out and have a good time. Yeah. So... Talking about that, doing different things while we're out there. And, Singing. Yeah. Dance. Whatever you want to do, the doors are open. Yeah, so we're, we're putting all that in the, in the works. And so we will see how it comes out. And like I said, once we get, once we get the venue and stuff like this, and we'll make, uh, then we can let you know. And if you have a church, a big church, that venue, let us know. Give me a call at 868-682. Three one nine four eight four six. When we give you more information, anybody want to know more about this, you can reach me at that number. But right now, anything you want to offer is just helping hand. Yeah. So also, you can go to uh, Glory Rising Listeners page, and uh, you can leave a message there. Um, so we got that. It's it's open open to the public. The the Glory Rising. Uh, Pay, one page is just so we can get all of our stuff put on it and that way you can come and see it but there, you know you can always message us but if you wanted to get where we can you know do a little more communicating and stuff that'll be on the glory rising listeners page that's so people uh, all the listeners can talk with one another and <laughs> or share your comments and there will be uh, talking to this is my wife Roger, too. there will be a drawing tickets for that We'll let you know all about that. You can buy a ticket, many as you want, but we will have drawn for prizes. Uh, and last, the first year, it went well. People were happy, excited for what they get, T-shirts. But like I said, come out and have fun. There will be in between, right? We do drawings, right? Well, we'll see how it all goes. Okay. Yeah, we got. There's a lot, of, a lot of planning to this, and and so. Until we right. actually set it up and, and know what we're doing, then we can put different things in there. So, but anyway, just letting you know that's coming up. We're actually going to do it in the spring this time. Last yes. time we've done it in the fall. It got cold. <laughs> well, it not didn't get cold, but sometimes it's still hot. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah. It did get hot. And yeah. so we want to, you know, so we're going to try to do it in the spring this time. So Plenty of trees. Yeah, because we're looking at doing it in a park. Yes, and uh, so we can. It's going to be all outside. <laughs> kids, you know, the playground area, oh, all kinds of stuff. Three playground kids. areas. 
So, you know, we're just, we're looking at it to have a lot of fun. And then, you know, we can, we'll do some other activities. And we hope we can get Roger to sing. Uh, I'm serious. She said, you and your wife sing a couple of songs. Okay. Y'all enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'll enjoy it when you get your earplugs in and say, man, why can't he shut up? So. Um, Gracious treats. I can name a few things that they ain't going to come in. But like I said, you won't be disappointed. So, but. So, like I said, we'll, we'll talk more about that as yeah, that time rolls that, yeah. around. Um, so, right now we, we're... Uh, Open to any suggestions, right? Yeah. I mean, the day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, do, you if people, you know, if, if you know, you're, you're listening and, you know, you want to try to drop a suggestion that God's put on your heart Call and us. say, hey, you know, when I was listening to you, then, you know, God kind of spoke to me about this and it's like okay well then we'll take a definite look at it and be praying about it too but uh, the phone number uh, to get a hold of Andre is 682 319 319 4846 he almost forgot his own phone number <laughs> so, so but anyway yeah, just you know, give us a call and say hey you know uh, if or if nobody answers the phone, leave a message. Please leave a message. Let you let us know that hey, you know, you heard us, you know, and you want, just wanted to share this or whatever. Give us a phone number or whatever. We can call you back, and so we'd be happy to do that. If you don't leave a message, I don't know to call you back. <laughs> so, so we so far we've just been you know kind of talking about some of the. Uh, what would you say? Testimonies. Still haven't heard anybody call in. Do I need to give you the number one more time? That would be 214-556-6239. Okay. So give us a call. You know, let us know. Uh, you know, we, we like to hear about these different things and hear your testimonies and stuff. So... You know, these, this one's a little bit, little bit different than what we normally do, and it's like, well, we're just gonna move by the spirit and say, hey, you know, because I'm sitting there going, you know, it would be really good to hear some more testimonies. You know, yeah, we know they're out there. I mean, I know God's still in the miracle working business, so. <laughs> and if you woke up hearing this, that's a testimony by itself, you know. Yeah, and you know, if you got a comment, make sure, make sure you share it with us. So, or teach us, tell us something. We need to help us grow. So we will be continuing uh, talking about you know some of the you know we was talking a little bit about respecting our our wives and uh, and giving our heart completely to God. Yeah, and I mean if we just get that basic concept down, you got the you got ninety percent of it one. But I didn't know. I guess. God has really been teaching me. Just like I didn't know that every when he dressed Abraham, he didn't say Sarah and all. He dressed the man. When he called him, he called them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, I know when he talked to Sarah, yeah. but then when he first came out looking for Adam, he didn't ask. I mean, I, I was like, man, you know, yes, he did. No, he did. Hmm. I mean, I was did all. I said, like, man, he did call for him. He said, where are y'all at? He said, no. He said, no, he didn't. <laughs> he said, Adam. 
where are you? Right. Well, I mean, Adam and God had a thing going before Eve got there. Hmm. Yeah, I know that. God created Adam, and he was walking around with, with him, with him, talking to him, and he noticed that he said it was it was not good that man would be alone. So he made him a helpmate. So they had their, you know, they had their thing together first. You know, God made man, teaching him, uh, showing him that okay, you're going to be over the the beasts of the field. You you name these things. Uh, you know, well, I'll let you name them. Uh, you know, and all kinds of things there. And then now he made Eve. Now what do you get from that? I got out of this. He's calling men. He's calling us today. Well, calling it, us out. Well, it, it, we need to take it and step up in some of the things, but we also need to, the women also need to step up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but. Yeah. Uh, but you can see that God does say, here you go, there's some responsibility that you're taking. Why do, you get, why do we get married? Hmm. You know, you, are, you two are saying that we're going to join together for the rest of our lives, and we're going to be partners for the rest of our lives well the man is supposed to step up and say okay well my job is to make sure that she's taken care of and she says my job is to make sure he gets taken care of if we're busy taking care of each other then what can come between us yeah you you know it's you know my heart is to take care of my wife my wife's heart is to take care of me I like how you put that, and that's what, yeah. And that's what holds it together. It's not about, you need to take care of me. And she's saying, well, no, you need to take care of me. Yeah, that and then, then it's I work and I do this, so what? But, <laughs> and, but if it's always about me, right? it's wrong. It, it won't last. You know, we've been married, Loretta and I have been married 45 years. Amen. Okay. And there was a time that, you know, it was hard. And we got where we started focusing on ourselves. But God made a way to show us our error before we got divorced. Well, we seem to have been together going on 35. And I'm not going to say it was wonderful because we had our time. We even broke up. Not, I say separated for a whole year. But when God brought us back together... And I'm going to tell you what I looked in her face and say, we're here together. Either we're going to be together to think and then, or we can go back where we were. Yeah. That was 15 years ago. And I haven't looked back. Yeah. I said, wherever I'll stay and go, and you go, we'll be together even if it's on the street. Yeah. And, you know, as long as we, we treat each other with respect, then, yeah. you know, they, you know, I mean, I had to talk. I had to talk to uh, tell Loretta that, you know, not last night, but uh, Wednesday night when I was at work, and you know, it got really stressful at work, and that's like, you know, because you get the, where I work uh, on night shift, it's like it's very, very busy. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I'm sitting there. I'm dealing with some customers, and all of a sudden, I'm getting chest pains. Come on. Oh, I'm going to have pain shooting clear across my chest. And I was like, oh, that hurts. Okay. And right. and so I'm sitting there. It's like, okay. So I need to slow down a little bit. You know, back, you know, take a few deep breaths. 
And the one customer looks at me and says, are you doing all right? I was like, uh, You turn pale? He said, do I need to call an ambulance? I said, wow. I said, well, I think I'm going to be okay. <laughs> you know, because it was, you know, you know, just little short pains here and there. It wasn't one of those massive things. And so I was like, okay. I just went to praying. It's like, okay, Lord, you know, whatever you do, you know. You accepted it. Like, so anyway, uh, so I, I, I told Loretta about that. And I said, I need to let, make sure you know that this has happened. Yeah, I do need to know that. That's like, no, I'm not trying to man. worry you, but the thing is, is that if this thing is starting to happen this way, I'm going to have to look at maybe, you know, stepping away from the high stress work. So then I got talking to uh, my boss this morning because there was things that you know I didn't get everything done that uh, needed to get done uh, last night, and. Uh, said, well, what's your problem? I was like, well, said, my mind wasn't really on working, you know, getting this stuff done. And she, why not? And I said, well, let me tell you what happened last night, you know, told the night before. I said, it's on my mind. So I was like, I'm not put, I didn't push very hard, you know, last oh, night. Oh, she understood. And, and that's like, and once I explained that to her, she said, well, yeah, your health is, is first. You know, but, you know, still this needs to be done. Right. And it's like, yeah, I understand. And so, you know, uh, I said, well, you, I think uh, we're probably just going to have to, you know, I can't, I don't think I can work under this stress. So I need to go to a lower volume store where the stress isn't as high so that I, I don't run into this problem. Uh, so she's going to talk to the district and see where else I can work at. But you were, again, honest. Yeah. I mean, I was totally straight up with her about it. It's like, okay. Uh, and if it, if it can't be Man. done, then it's like, well, then I'll just have to quit. You know? <laughs> and because my I'm not going to put my health in jeopardy because I've been doing really good. You know, I'm taking my medicines and all this stuff. But, you know, it was extremely stressful. I had like 20 people in line and you know, and trying to get these done and then people you know then their cars not working this doesn't happen blah 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 you know and it's like too much stress and it's like once I could back away from the stress you know the chest pains went away so um, so I was like, well, wow. okay. I mean, that's that's a good indicator because he said sometimes it's it's just it may not be your heart anxiety anxiety and that but that could cause more problems. So I was like, well, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, but we have to weigh everything, okay? Especially like dealing with that. And it's like, well, I really can't afford to quit, but. You know, God, God, God can take, God, care God, God take care of the rest. Or I can get to a lower volume store because the store I was at before was a lower volume than what I'm at right now, and I was doing fine. You know, yeah, you was happy. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. And so, you know, it was like it. It was not real stressful. I mean, there was a lot of things that needed to get done, need to hurry, whatever, but it wasn't the overwhelming stress. Especially when you do a night shift, you're the only one there. And you, you by got, yourself? Yeah. 
you know, I work completely by myself, and I have 20 people in line to get things. You need to come out for that, man. Um, and, you know, th- I've been doing it for five years. So, um, but since last year, when, when I had the, the thing with my heart, the uh, things that had to change a little bit. So, I don't need to pass out of work again. Right. Well, <laughs> I was a doctor. Got a good doctor report. Yeah. Well, not at first. The nurse came and she, I looked at her, I said, something wrong? She ran out. My blood pressure was low. And my doctor said, you all right? I said, yeah. She said, stand up. I don't know why she asked me to stand up. Anyway, she said, don't use your arms. So I stood straight up. Sit down. That's okay. Still ain't told me what was going on. She said, take his blood pressure again. It came up a little bit. She said, uh, "How do you? Are you using your uh, mask and stuff at night?" I said, "No." She said, "You barely breathing at night, and your heart is trying to catch up." And your anyway, she said, "It's causing your blood pressure to drop." Yeah. Well, I mean, all these things here. It's like, okay, you know, these bodies are only temporary. So, you know. <laughs> is it war like a <laughs> Sometimes it needs refurbishment, <laughs> but. No, I mean it's 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 amazing that you know God can can preserve us, but He also expects us to use wisdom. And sometimes in in the middle of something, it, we just got to use the wisdom to say, "Hey, you know, enough's enough," or whatever. Well, look at us now, Roger. We we were young. We used to hear old folks, "Boy, I ain't do what I used to do." And we said, "Man, when I get that age, I'm gonna be." Oh, boy, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true. We hear old folks come, man, I'm hurt. Man, you need to exercise. We did all that look at us the other day. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, our bodies are our bodies are not made to last forever. That's why when we go to heaven, we're going to have immortal bodies. You know, so God's going to make it where they won't, they can't fall apart. You're not going to be sick and things like this. So we just will sit back and you know be able to enjoy eternity with the Lord. And yet also, I mean, that's in heaven, but if you get sent to the lake of fire, you're in constant pain Damn. for eternity. There is no stopping of the pain. It never you know, it just is always there. There's something going on, Roger, with the Christian network. I don't see all kinds of crazy stuff. This one pastor said that grace is a person. Well, I know Grace your daughter. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> and Hope is a person. This is a person. And he said, go read First Peter. It was the first John. No, First Peter, which Jesus is in me. You can't get to my Father only through me. And he said, so what part of it did Jesus say? Well, there's hope. There's grace. Oh, and, you know. And the man said, well, I, I can show you. He said, show it to me. It's not in there. Yeah. Well, we've we've discussed that a lot on on this program. That not everything that people say is true. That's why you have to get into the book and really know it. To because, like I said, one day, what really motivated me to get into the Bible studying. I mean, it it's very in, interesting for me. But you know we talk, somebody was talking about the end times like you know there's going to become a time that they're going to take these bibles away they're trying to do that now you know after a lot of it. 
And so it's like where it becomes illegal to have one, like some other countries. You know, Here in the United States? Yeah, they're, they're wanting to try to get rid of this stuff. They want to try to get rid of Christians. They, you know, they oh, well, they yeah. just let us do it to ourselves. But the point being is there's other countries that if you have a Bible, you go to prison, life, okay, because you're not allowed to have those. That's an illegal book, okay? And so, you know, when this person was talking about it, I was like, wow. He goes, so if you don't know what the Bible says, how are you going to spread the good news? What do means <laughs> of God argue with each other? Hmm? They rather means of God, probably preachers and pastors. You see more of them on, on the I'm a, you have to go look at it on Facebook. They arguing with each other. Even two pastors got into a fight. Two of them cussed each other out. Two of them made the congregation get into it. Well, and yeah. I'm like, this is supposed to be Christian, brother. Well, it's because they're taking the stuff they've learned and trying to impress it upon somebody else when all you have to do is read the Bible for yourself. I mean, I mean, for several years... I took everything that a pastor said or an evangelist said yeah, or a teacher said, and this is truth. <laughs> okay? Because they wouldn't lie to me. And then I start when I, you know, but I was reading myself. And then it was like, they would say something. It was like, wait a minute. Damn what he said. <laughs> Bible. Like, it's not what it said in the Bible. And then I had to go, we went to the pastor and say, um, that's not true. Here it is. It's right. It's right here. This and what they tell you, Roger? Well, this is what I think. This what? is what I think God meant. What? How you gonna say what God meant when He said His words right here? And but it's like, well, I know what I'm talking about. Well, you may know what you're talking about, but you don't know what the Bible says. You said it to a preacher. Yeah, I said it's obvious because it's right here, spelled out straight this way. Okay. Well, you can't correct me. You can't correct oh, an elder. Right. I was like, okay. Uh, yeah, I remember reading that in the scriptures that, you know, you're not to correct an elder. But what is it saying, correcting him for what? If, you, if you're telling me a lie, my job, according to Ezekiel chapter 3, is if a brother is found in a fault and you don't tell him that it's a sin, Yes, and he dies in that sin. God holds you accountable for not telling him it was a sin. You're held accountable for that. He said his but blood his blood will be accounted on your hands. Even though you, how could you tell him he did? Well, now if you tell him and he refuses to change, it's on him. But if he doesn't realize that what he's doing is wrong and you don't tell him, and he dies in his sin. God's coming back to say, "Why didn't you tell him?" Okay. So think about that while we go to our next uh, last song. Well, not the last song. Oh. That'd be the, our third song. It says, "Take me to the King" by Tamala Mann, yeah. and we will be right back. Thank you. 
take me to the King. I don't have much to bring. My heart is torn in pieces. It's my offering. Take me to the King. Truth is, I'm tired. Options are few. I'm trying to pray, but where are you? I'm all churched out, hurt and abused. I can't pray what's left to do. Come on. Truth is, I'm no strength to fight, no tears to cry, even if I tried, but still my soul refuses to
It's my offering home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. Hey, I'm and we are back again. Surprise, surprise. Anyway, anyway that was uh, Take Me to the King by Tamala Mann. Yes. And that's uh, that was a great song. And so, but, you know, sometimes we just got to sit back and say, we just need to be taken to the king. Amen. You know, we, we want to take people everywhere. We want to take them to a bar. We want to take them here. Take them, take them before God. Yeah, it's like, if you got a real friend, have them take you to the king. Okay, they, you know, uh, we just we just need his presence, and so wonderful songs. Like I said, Loretta made you know, put these together yesterday, and not knowing what topic we were talking about today, so the, everything's going right together. Everything works together. She's you know she's been very anointed she uh, to you know put this music together. And thank and, you, Miss Loretta. And, and things like this, and so we do miss her when she's not on the program. But I understand that, you know, because it's really important to our grandkids to support them. And it's like, sure. She goes, would that be a problem? I said, no, not a problem. Man. It's like, go <laughs> go do it. You know, she said, but is Andre going to be there? I said, I don't know. Hopefully he will be. Surprise. If, I, if not, I I know what, what to do behind the microphone. Sit and just run my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, uh, but yeah, we've had, uh, you know, we've been talking about a lot of different things. And so now we're in our, our last, uh, 10 minute stretch for towards the end. And so, um, we do, we normally do our little wrap up thing. And so, so I guess we get to do two each because you know we don't have the rest of the team here. Tag team. Tag team. <laughs> uh, from what we talked about and what I've been, I, I see this. Don't do it for your mom. Don't do it for your for your wife. Get your heart right with God, and everything will fall in place. I'm a living witness. Yeah. Give it up. Get a lot. Get a lot. You lose it. Okay, so yeah, and then it's like well, I was really hoping that somebody would call in and, and share their their testimony, and uh, but I guess not today. But we will we every week we we give the phone number out, so you know give us a shout, you know. And I know that 
I know some of you, you know, give Andre a call and, and tell him. What you thought what, about the show? Yeah, what you thought about the show. Like Benny and uh, what? Uh, Cynthia. Cynthia. Yeah. I mean, you know, they listen every week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and we thank you for your comments. Because Came up with an idea. Me and catch out. You can, You have an idea. We will have. Uh, we're going to talk to Roger. If y'all want to call and tell us later or during the week, call him. I mean, I get calls. Because a lot of shows have the after. If you've seen the show or catch it sometimes, the office still open up. Call us. Yeah. Call so, us. Yeah. You know, Roger loves it. And one thing about this man here and me and his wife and Cindy, we love talking with people when they're real about God. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. It's a, yeah. It's one of those things that we were wanting to reach out to you yes. and help you. And if you got any, uh, questions and things like this, we want to try to help. You know, and not saying that you know we know everything, but we'll try to help. And if nothing else, we'll go by leading the Holy Spirit. We can pray for you, things like this, and uh, pray for us. Yeah. And I know that there are a lot of people out there praying for this ministry, and we do thank you for that because, uh, you know, I don't think we would have made it without all the prayers. <laughs> well, you know, you got this. I mean, when you hear from people that go to church on Sunday and then you wonder why they're frustrated, either they're not getting enough. They're not getting enough fellowship. Yeah, that's it. And you'd be surprised. And you go, well, why are they going over to that church? Well, it's a little bigger. No, they get a chance to fellowship, share. Because you go to some churches, it's okay. Oh, praise Lord. Goodbye. We gotta go. What I, what I miss? Yeah, I and mean, it's sad. Well, I mean, when when services are so rigid that okay, you got to get in there at ten, and then boy, you're, boy, you're, yeah. and then you got to be out of there by twelve. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like get out of the church because I want to go home. That's the pastor's attitude. It's like, wait a minute, what? And it make people like, I'm using. A lot of them come after a couple of weeks. They go. Well, I mean, they're, they're you know they're looking for a time just to sit around and talk with one another. Well, we got other things to do. What is more important than God's business? What's more important than helping somebody going through a stressful situation? You know, what's more important than that? Oh, the football game. Uh, or, you know. <laughs> well, it's, it's time <laughs> for lunch, okay? You broke a little from that one, too. <laughs> Everybody kept looking at the watching. You walked out the church. Didn't say not one thing. We gone. I mean, what is important to you? I mean, and you you have to make that decision. I mean, in marriage, in, in serving the Lord, you've got to make the decision on what is important. You know, I mean, especially in marriage, it's like, you know, it's not just, it's not just the intimacy stuff. Boy. You know, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, are you really going to commit to this forever? All of your life, you know, is that person that important to you? Well, you know, all of a sudden they get they they you know gain weight or they, you know, 
I because I asked one young man, he was like, "Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm going to ask her, you know, this girl to marry me." And I said, "Oh, okay." And I said, "Well, I got a question for you. How much do you love her?" Well, I love her a lot. Okay. <laughs> so, here's the scenario. She's driving down the road in her car. Drunk driver hits her and makes her quadriplegic. You still going to marry her? He didn't answer right off, did he? He goes, uh... Now, wait a minute. If you really love her, it wouldn't make Don't any make difference right. whether she was a quadriplegic or whether she was perfectly healthy. <coughs> so, why are you marrying her? He had to stop and think. I said, well, See. what What if all of a sudden, you know, uh, you know, she... You know, get her her face gets burned for some reason. God forbid, and she she's just got this horrible face. Uh, would you still marry her? He goes, "Ew." I was like, "Oh, what? oh." It's like so you're interested because she's beautiful. So what happens when she gets older and she's not beautiful? Is she still gonna love her? But people today, it's like it's all about beauty. It's all about what you can get, you know, the, the intimacy and stuff. It's all about that. And when, and when people say, "Well, I love God," do you really? <laughs> but uh, you know, it's like I, I challenge people a lot because it's like, you know, these words you're saying have multiple meanings. Right, just like you said once before. What about taking everything away from you? Everything that you had away. Would you still serve him? Mm-hmm. Would you still worship him? Would you still be thankful? Thankful. There's a big one. Would you still be thankful? So, so anyway, uh, we're getting ready to uh, have to get ready to get off the air. But uh, we appreciate you all that taking the time to uh, be with us today and to be at le- least got to hear I was hoping you'd participate with me but uh, but hopefully we shared some things that would help you uh, encourage you um, that's our that's our main goal we want the God's glory to shine through you and so we've got to get rid of some of the junk you know because if you got a dirty lamp the light don't shine very well through it well, and if you out there have church program, invite us. I like visiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. If you just want us to come by and fellowship with you, give us a call. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, we got one more song that we're going to do on, and as we're getting ready to close. It says, Come to the Table by Sidewalk Prophets. And so we will see you again next week uh, at the same bat channel. I mean, uh, <laughs> from, from from six to eight on Friday. Still my <laughs> uh, and so and we're coming to to you from uh, Fishbowl Studios in Bedford, Texas. But we want to say thank you again. We pray that uh, that you be blessed. But most, be a, uh, be a blessing. but yeah, you need to be the blessing to somebody else. So have a good night. What about you, Andre? Good night. Good night, yeah. Okay, he's already sleeping, so he's already <laughs> he's already went. Good night. All right.
And here it is. Uh, come to the table, Sidewalk Prophets. Outside looking in, this is where grace begins. We were hungry, we were thirsty, with nothing left to give. Oh, the shape that we were in. And just when all hope seemed lost, love opened the door for us. He said, come to the table Come join the sinner who have been redeemed Take your place beside the Savior Sit down and be set free Come to the table And these thieves There's no one unwelcome here And that sin and shame That you brought with you You can leave it at the door And let mercy draw you
to the table.